Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, how is chocolate a flavor of milk when milk is a flavor of chocolate? Hi, America. Hello, world. <laughs> My name is Adrian Lee, and I'm your host. And these are the kind of things that keep me up late at night. Oh, good. <laughs> Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and elevescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather has decided to embrace a new diet. She buys everything in the store that makes the cashier say, Wow, someone's having a party. <laughs> welcome wow. to the show. Can I come? Yes. Thank you. You're more than welcome. <laughs> How would you be inviting people to my party? Because I'm in charge. <laughs> Four years we've done this show. Wow. <laughs> this is more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Party edition. <laughs> there we go. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy. It's an outrage. Michelle. Eels. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle has reached the stage where she now lets her pillow decide her hairstyle for tomorrow. <laughs> so true. God. So true. The solution, of course, to bad hair is to wear a low-cut top. 
There. Works for me. Perfect. Ooh. Welcome to the show, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. L'Oreal, because your hair's greasy. We are on Series 2, Episode 108. 108 is a fat psychic number and a fortune teller with hair that looks like the Jackson 5 from 1975. 108 is the number of stitches found on an official Major League Baseball. That was a long Sunday afternoon, but it was still more exciting than the game. 108 is also the number of years between the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series in 1908 and then again in 2016. So a lot of 108s to do with baseball. Yeah. But I'm not finished yet. By Jiminy. Oh, no. There's more where that came from. Thank God. Madam. Bizarrely, the Cubs won in 2016 in the 10th innings with eight runs. 108. See what happened there? There are 108 cards in a deck of Uno cards. Heather is good at counting cards at the casino. She always gets to 52. (laughs) Now, the first ever MQTA. Interesting facts about playing cards quiz. And possibly the first quiz of its kind anywhere in the world. But I have nothing factual to back that up. The Guinness World Record for the highest card tower, which they call card stacking, was set in 1992 by a gentleman called Brian Berg. That's a very interesting name, isn't it, for a card mm-hmm. stacker? German, of course, for the word mountain, as in iceberg, ice mountain. How many feet high was that card tower? 52. You're going to go with 52 <laughs> feet high? Mm-hmm. Michelle. 75. Closest one wins. And Heather has one point early on. It was, in fact, 25 feet. Oh, it's close. And 3.5 inches, which, of course, made all the difference. But I shall give you two points for being the closest, Miss Morris. If you wish to get supplementary points, and they are available, it's early in the show. You could have a hefty whopping double integer if you're lucky. How many cards was involved in that 25-foot, 3.5-inch tower of cards? To the nearest thousand. 3,658. Michelle Corey. 7,000. Heather's one point. She has doubled her lead. Surprisingly close, actually. 2,400 cards were involved in that tower, and that record has stood since 1992. Did you know tax was payable on decks of cards, especially in France, and a stamp was printed on the cards to say that tax had been paid? And they stamped it. On the Ace of Spades. That's why there was so much room around the Ace cards. Now, if you didn't want to pay tax on your deck of cards, you would avoid buying the Ace of Spades and you'd give it back. So that's where the phrase playing with a limited deck of cards comes from. Or playing with only 51 cards in your deck comes from avoiding tax due to the (laughs) Ace of Spades. Not playing with a full deck. <laughs> I've heard that many a There's time. many yes. people sat around their table could lay claim to that cliche. Wow. Now, to keep with our theme of numerology, because we've done very well on 108 so far. Okay. There are 52 cards in a deck and 52 weeks in a year. And if you add up all the face values of every card, they make the figure of 365, Ooh. which is the number of days in a year. Cool. It's a little creepy, isn't it? I like that. Isn't that strange and bizarre? More points to be had. What card is known as the Suicide King, Miss Morris? 
Mm, the king of spades. I think it's the king of diamonds. You had a one in four chance. And you both managed to get it wrong. It mm. is the king of hearts, as everyone at home listening oh, will yeah. tell you as they shouted no. into their laptops, computers and iPhones currently. Do you know why he's called the Suicide King? Because of his sword. Yeah, he's put a sword through his head. That tends to be quite dangerous. On the back of the fact that he's French, he probably missed his brain by three or four inches. Oh, wow. But it was based on a real person. Originally, going back thousands of years... Mm -hmm. The King of Hearts was Charlemagne. Oh. But, and here's the but, Charles VII, King of France, had a bit of a mental breakdown. Emotionally disturbed, I think we'll call it. Mm. He was the French king. He was obsessed with the number 13. And he was bedridden with mania. Oh. He was going slowly and slowly more into insanity. And anyone who wanted to listen, he claimed... The number 13 was haunting him and he used to sit and play cards and he would fiddle with a deck of cards in bed all day. And he did this for many years. In fact, his son replaced him as king in the same way that George IV replaced George III when George III was still alive because George III went a little bit mad. Now the king, King Charles VII, actually committed suicide. He rammed a sword through his head oh. in exactly the same way the picture card depicts that act. He did that on the seventh month of the sixth day of 1462. And believe it or not, seven plus six is 13, and one plus four plus six plus two is also 13. Cool. So Charles VII, the French king, was the suicide king. That is the king of hearts. I can't give the points away at the moment. 108 degrees Fahrenheit is the internal temperature at which the human's body's vital organs begin to foul from overheating. I'm sure my gentleman baubles reach this dizzying temperature when my cat Mo spends every evening sleeping on my lap. Finally! <laughs> Carmel! It's like molten lead down there some nights. Finally, in the awesome world of the number 108, and who, by the way, thought 108 would have so many numbers? I scrambled Great. around in the dust of no facts last week for 107 but we are back with a bang for 108 in homer's odyssey the number of suitors coveting penelope the wife of odysseus was 108 and that was without facebook and social media huh. amazing the face that launched a thousand ships i read odyssey yesterday it was an epic <laughs> night but then i am homer schooled oh. If you wish to join us on Facebook, all of tonight's stories, all of the wonderful photographs, the videos, the jokes, the cartoons, the banter, the interaction, more than we could possibly read out on air is available for you. If you go onto Facebook and search for MQTA Radio, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, we are on there. And if you're currently listening to the show on the Dark Matter Digital Network, why don't you repost that on your Facebook site? Tell the world what you're listening to we would be very grateful we have archives available over the last four years they are on soundcloud if you're listening to us at the moment in our archives please press the little orange love heart and tell us how much you enjoy the show we're happy to have your reviews on there as long as they're nice of course if you've got nothing nice to say then don't write anything at all but we have an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in our archives that we mm -hmm. don't do 
on air at the top of the hour at nine o'clock central time we stay in the studio and we do an extra 20 minutes 25 minutes the stories from around the world we cannot read out on air for no? fear no. of being removed the stories you would not want your mother to hear laden with innuendo sexual intrigue tension Naughtiness. Words we can't use. Mm-hmm. It's an outrage. <laughs> it is indeed. But they're there for you in our archives, and we are three to four weeks behind at the moment. But I will tell you very shortly how you can access our shows straight away after they've been aired. You can find us on Stitcher. You can also find us on iTunes, and you can write us nice reviews on there. And we're also on TuneIn Radio. You have no excuse not to be catching us here at MQ. TA. We have a Twitter account. You can go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-A-P-S. We have 93,000 followers on there at the moment. And of course, you can listen to us first on the Dark Matter Digital Network dot org. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries at 8 p.m. Central Time on a Friday. If you wish to catch the show first in all its full hilarity before anyone else you can also find us on youtube more questions and answers with adrian lee where we've got some very funny outtakes and of course my latest book mysterious midwest unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead is available on amazon and all good bookshops with a forward written by award-winning grammy artist david ellison of megadeth And we also have a site for you to visit. This show is free. It will always be free. But we do have expenses. If you wish to donate just a single dollar for each episode, we would be very grateful. If you go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, we have lots of fabulous and wondrous things on there. You can get the shows earlier than when they're posted on our archives. You can sponsor the show. You can get your business read out to all those hundreds of thousands of people around the world. And, of course, you can donate a dollar to each show. We would be very grateful to cover the costs of all our websites, all of our archives, and the studio time. So, again, the show will always be free, but if you wish to donate, we would be very grateful each week i like reading out our mailbag i like reading out your emails all of your comments if you write to us anytime on facebook we will read them out alan posted michelle has such a lilting voice i like her stories and then she snorts (laughs) sometimes my drink comes out of my nose awesome then i have to try and pick myself up again and listen to the rest of the show but don't ever stop, Michelle. Thank you, Yay. Alan. That's like very you, sweet. You've got a choice whether you snort or not. I don't. I, I can't know. control it. That's what I keep telling everybody. I really it can't. Just, it just happens. It's it like does. a biblical moment. It's remarkable. No one can rely on it. No one can depend no. upon it. Uh-uh. But it will be there. Hopefully during the course of tonight's show, we will be funny enough for that to take place. But if it happened all the time... It wouldn't be special, would no. it? No. It's the uniqueness that makes It's my special that. gift. Yes, you do have one. Don't believe what your mother says. I know. Greg in Detroit, Michigan, sent me a wonderful email. Hello, Adrian. I've been enjoying your MQTA show for several months. I began listening to the current week and started listening to the earlier streams. I appreciate your humour, wit and fun. My one request, keep it up. Nice. Yes. We have no intention of going anywhere. We have far 
far too much fun. Robbie, our regular listener, posted, I've been thinking how it is that Adrian has a bell to keep reprobates in order during the quiz show. And it seems to ring most often for what the ringer himself says. Does that mean the real reprobate is himself? Yes. Yes. Yes, I have been thinking that. I will get myself into a lot of trouble if I didn't have the bell. (laughs) 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 Two chocolate meringues. Robin, I enjoyed that. I just wanted to keep going. Great. I could have done 10 minutes of that at the end. You're like an opera singer. I had it in me. I've got circular (laughs) breathing. I was willing to go for that. Mm -hmm. But we have much, much to get through. Robin goes on to say, how many listeners of MQTA were once lucky, but now have good taste? I love that. I am one of those listeners. I still feel lucky to have found the show. And we feel lucky, of course, that we have so many great and wonderful listeners. Yes. But that is that true? At the beginning, I say you're either very lucky or you've got great taste. That's Some true. people start off lucky, then they develop good taste. Just like Robin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Jeff in Illinois posted a great selfie of himself settling down to listen to last week's show. I Yay. do. Le- I love Jeff's pictures. Oh, I do too. He makes awesome. me very happy. He's got a lovely, happy, smiling yep. face. Lots of energy. He makes me very happy. It does appear, though, that he lives in a hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> or he's actually meant to be working and goes and hides for an hour because yeah. the picture looks like he's hidden yes. underneath the kind of tented patio furniture that you get. And he's drawn uh. it across and he's sitting in a patio chair when his boss is wondering where he's gone for an hour. Yeah. You'll have to let us know. It's a top job, sir. Always great to see you we love interacting with our listeners we love your jokes posts and interactions keep up the good work and i will read them out now we had quite the weekend we did i almost don't know where to start there's almost too much isn't there there is can you have too much of a good thing no that's what i thought we had an amazing weekend wow a word i say too often on this show we should have a wow drinking game i suspect But this time, this is a wow moment. We spent the weekend, and it's very rare, Michelle, that you get a chance to be let out because your daycare is obviously on a Wednesday. I know. I can't chew through my chain that often. But we prized you out. Yes. On a Saturday, on a Sunday. Yes. This was a joy. We went to the grand opening of the Ellefson Coffee Company in Jackson, Minnesota. A fabulous town in the southwest bottom corner of Minnesota. David Ellison, Grammy Award winning, Megadeth bassist, coffeeologist, ordained minister, entrepreneur, businessman and coffeeologist. I'll say that twice because it's such a good word and I've made it up. But we can make up our own words, right? Yes. That's tremendous. We can do that. Dave was there. Don Jameson of VH1 Classics was there telling jokes and hanging out. Lots of bands played in the coffee shop. Dope Sick, Kick Tracy, Zen from Mars and many, many more. This was a fabulous weekend. I interviewed David Ellison. I spoke to him about ghosts, the paranormal, all things haunting his beliefs, his Christianity, Megadeth, the world of fantasy. This is a great interview. I will post this at some point as a special. We did this for about 40 minutes in a quiet area on our own. And I really got below some layers. And that is a really, really fabulous interview. I was very lucky 
to have an opportunity to chat with him. But we're not finished there. By Jove, we're not finished there. We then went to the Historical Society with a film crew. David Ellison wrote a song in 1988 on the album So Far, So Good, So What? And David Ellison was born in Jackson. He wants to do something in the town he was born in. He was inspired by walking up to a little pioneer cemetery on a hill where there's a witch's curse, allegedly. There's a lady there buried called Mary Jane who died on the 17th of March, 1880. And they caught the atmosphere. The wind was whistling through the trees. The grasses were swaying. The dark clouds were rolling fast across the open prairie. And this lady allegedly was a witch, but I have disproved this. Historically, she was not a witch. She died of diphtheria. But if you wish to know how the curse came about and all the misinformation, you need to grab my book, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead. But we took David back to that cemetery that inspired the song Mary Jane, the single they released from that album back in 1988. And it was the first time he'd been back to that cemetery since 1988. And I brought my team with me, the International Paranormal Society, who had two film crews, and we did an investigation. And she came through, and she started talking to us via the equipment, and asked her many fabulous and amazing questions. I asked if she knew David, and she said yes. She then called his name out. She went, David. I've got all this recorded. We will play this over the next few weeks for you. We'll break all this up and put some sound bites out there. I asked her what her religion was. And via the spirit box, via the ghost box, she said Protestant clearly twice when I asked twice. I then asked if her dad was there, John, he's buried next to her. And he said yes. I asked him how old he was. And he replied 99. And one of the clearest responses I've ever heard came through loud and clear. David was amazed. I never think he'd seen such things. He was very happy, mm -hmm. shook me by the hand. My team did an amazing job, it was very professional. I had Brian and Pat with us from Rochester. My top psychic was with me, Scott, our mm -hmm. team leader from Duluth. Kevin came all the way from Mankato. Barbara from Sanborn was also there. And Gloria, of course, from Fargo. Yeah. We have a fabulous team. And Gloria had a thermal imaging camera. and She showed David and Don a cold entity drifting across where Mary Jane was laid to rest, which was amazing. So we caught that on video as well. Mm -hmm. Lots of amazing things. What was your highlight? of the weekend. I can't believe we did a ghost hunt with all those bands, two film crews, David Ellison, and connected the spirit of that lady that he wrote a song about back in 1988 for the first time. Even Dave looked choked up. He looked like yeah. he couldn't believe what was taking place. That I was know. a great moment, a great testament to my team who managed to perform fabulously under very difficult conditions with such a crowd and film crew there. It was quite remarkable. Well, it was my pleasure and honor to be there for, unfortunately for me, the briefest of moments because I had to work. But I did get to catch some of it out at the cemetery. Dave had actually offered up a prayer in closing of the investigation. And as we all circled around and held hands, I was holding hands with the owner of the coffee shop or partner, Susan, and then as I looked up, Dave turned around and offered his hand to me. So I held Dave Ellison's hand while he said the prayer in Susan's. That's great. Go. That's a joy. You held the hands of a famous musician. Yeah, it was, it was very, very surreal. When very I started surreal. ghost hunting 25 years ago in the deepest, darkest depths of East London, if you'd have told me I'd have been with two film crews holding hands in the Midwest of America with a Grammy Award winning musician... I wouldn't have believed you. No. I'd have said that was ridiculous. So I can now say that. 
That's fantastic. It is. Michelle, what did you came with us? I did. You have the opportunity for the first time on MQTA to experience what it was we experienced. So good. Yeah. Um I will say just being a part of the grand opening was absolutely amazing. There were so many interesting people to meet, so many lovely people. David Ellison is just the most He's a sweetheart, isn't he? Down to sweet, earth. Down to earth. If you met him on the street, you would have no idea. Mm-mm. That's fine. And I love that. I love that about him. Now, on Sunday, with all of my team down here in the southwest, we thought we'd put it to good use. We went to another location in Jackson County. There's a place called the Oli Hoth Cabin. Mm-hmm. It's a log cabin, pioneer cabin from the 1860s. It was once owned by the Postal Service. Right. It is in my book, Mysterious Midwest, if you wish to read about it. Mm-hmm. Next to that log cabin is a dugout. Yeah. That dugout was constructed in 1856. This is before Minnesota was even a state. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a young gentleman called Hoxie Rathburn was the mail carrier. And every 20 miles between Mankato and the forts in South Dakota, they built a little cabin or a little dugout so he could rest overnight. And they put horse food in there and supplies for him. Unfortunately, he got lost. He managed to go into a snowdrift and he lost his horse and he died of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. And he is the first recorded death in Jackson County. Yeah. And we went down into this little dugout and we went down into the cabin and we had some equipment with us. Scott was there. Gloria was there. Michelle, mm-hmm. Heather and myself. And this was the first time you've experienced being with my team and yes, having the equipment with us. it was long overdue. So what do you re- remember from that? What, what was your first experience like? I just thought it was so interesting. Ghost Box was going crazy. Yes. The... EMF was going crazy. There was lots of energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I could feel it up the back of my legs. That was Scott. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hi, Scott. Hi, Scott. There Thanks. was a lot of energy in there. Yeah. And the, yeah. as you're absolutely right, the K2 meter was spiking. And we had one of the best conversations that we've ever had with a spirit just by using the ghost box, by saying, if you say yes to this, make it light up. If you say no, step away. And we had a 20-minute dialogue mm-hmm. just by getting that device. Yeah to then come on and off with the spirit stepping into it and then stepping away to change the electrical magnetic fields, Right. what the meter is reading. Now, I had a question for Michelle. Mm-hmm. Comparatively, since this was your first investigation with us, and I'm sure you've seen other investigations on TV, what do you think the major difference is, if, I, you, if you would say there's a difference? We're not From, as buff. We don't go to the gym as often. <laughs> You're I not I, I constantly don't, pointing at stuff. I don't have orange makeup. <laughs> I've not taken me carotene tablets. I was going to say, you're not taking your shirt off. <laughs> I, I do feel that the shows I have watched previously on television, and I, I don't watch many anymore, I find them slick and forced. Mm-hmm. And being a part of the investigation with you guys, it's all organic. You get it or you don't. There's no um, forcing of it. Either it's there or it's not. Right. It's yeah. it's truthful. You know, it's 100% what it is. I promise over the next couple of weeks, we will clip some of those responses and those ghosts talking to us. It's just too soon. We haven't gone through all the evidence yet. But I promise if you stay with us and you listen to the next few weeks of episodes, we will start to include that investigation with David Ellison. I will play you all of those things. Just two things very briefly. If you wish to visit the Ellefson Coffee Company on Facebook, they also have a website. That's the Ellefson Coffee Company. They do the most amazing 
coffee is the most amazing bean. Great coffee, unbelievable. And I consider myself a coffee connoisseur. And I, it's I want to say he's not a rock star that's just put his name to something. No, and then just wants to sell it. He is a coffee connoisseur. He's travelled all over the world. He is obsessed with coffee, and he picks the best coffees, and he knows exactly what he's doing. This isn't yep. about ego this isn't about i'm just going to put my name to everything like you see some people do everything's got justin bieber on it you see what i'm saying he's not done that he's he wants a proper in fact he was reluctant to build his company much bigger because he still wanted that kind of hand packaged personal produced Mm -hmm. personal coffee and he's desperately trying to not have it just manufactured and throw away so this is like his passion project it is absolutely that's the ellison coffee company find them on facebook and their own website and you can order coffee mugs t-shirts and everything to your heart's content secondly and this is very important the loon lake cemetery that was the inspiration for the witch curse of mary jane she's not a witch it's all urban legend it's all been made up but that is a pioneer cemetery and the last burial there was 1926 it is in a terrible state of disrepair it's like a jungle you have to kind of cut your way in and no one seems to be caring. So David, myself, and Susan Reiter of Coffee Choices, now Ellefson Coffee Company, want to put together a non-profit organisation to help restore cemeteries, graveyards, and historic sites that need help. So we're in the process of putting that together. I suggested to David that we call it Life After Death. Love it. And he said all the hairs on the back of his neck stood up. So I must be doing something right. So that makes me very happy. But if you wish to give a donation, again, this will go 100% to restoring this cemetery back to its former glory. And these are the pioneers that came here and broke the soil with their own hands in the 1860s, the 1870s, under the worst, worst conditions. Locusts and grasshoppers and diphtheria, Spanish flu, depressions, the worst winters, minus 40 degrees. It's just phenomenal. Mosquitoes. I find it remarkable. I don't know how they did it. Remarkable. I couldn't have done it. Remarkable Mm -hmm. people. But if you wish to give donations, you again can go to the Ellefson Coffee Company and you can donate your money to them. And that will go 100%. Every cent of that will go to helping restore or at least have landscaping done so that cemetery can be accessed and those people can be respected once again. I was just going to also mention if people wanted to see the state of disrepair that the cemetery is actually in they can look by the cover of your book that is true yes the front cover of my book mysterious midwest has loon lake cemetery on it that is very true thank you for reminding me there is a show dying to get out we start in the round that is ghosts and hauntings a vigilante ghost hunter has made it his mission to reassure the british public who worry about the paranormal teesider lee callahan wants to help those who are scared about strange noises and occurrences in their home and he doesn't charge them a penny the 45 year old set up t valley's paranormal investigation to give some advice about suspected paranormal activity Lee conducts research in their house, providing simple explanations about the things that go bump in the night. He even invites some of the concerned residents along to the ghost hunts in an attempt to put them at ease. That's very nice of him, considering that he's in their house. (laughs) Hey! Yeah, here's $5. Go to the cinema. Be back at one. 
Lee, a gas engineer from Middlesbrough, explained there's lots of people out there doing this kind of thing at big stately homes and charging people to go on ghost hunts, but that's not for me. This is all about helping people. Speaking about his clients, Lee added, one woman got in touch with me because she's too scared to be in the house as she believes there's something there. She can hear things such as voices and footsteps. Another person who has got in touch isn't frightened by whatever he has seen. He just wants to know what it is and whether he can put a name to it. Lee believes he has first-hand experience of ghostly activity, which is one of the reasons why he's sympathetic towards frightened residents. One was when I was living on Abingdon Road in Millsborough. I was tormented there. Pictures could get shattered off the walls, doors would open, and I would have the feeling that things were walking into me. Even though Lee has considered making money from his popular business, at the moment he hopes to provide the surface to everyone who needs his help. He said, because I'm a gas engineer, I know a lot about these old houses and how they are built, and I can resolve a lot of it by saying it's just the house itself. Ghost in the house or noisy mouse, you decide. Go to my Facebook site. More questions than answers. Not again. With Adrian Lee and everything will be there for you. I am going to give myself three points for being funny in a rhyming, sick kind of way. Yeah. Heather Morris, what have you got for me first in the round of ghosts and hauntings? The winds that roared through the Rochester area a few weeks ago were ferocious enough to awaken a few local ghosts. The wind ripped a large chunk of wood from a tree in Durand Eastman Park in the storm, leaving behind a splintered spectral shape that some believe is a ghost at the center of a decades-old Rochester legend. Also known as the Lady in the Lake, the 19th-century white lady wanders the park area, obsessively looking for a body of her daughter, who was slain by a boyfriend or a group of hoodlums, depending on the story you hear. Here's another legend for you to squish, Mr. Lee. Like the Easter Bunny. Yes. Yeah, the Tooth Fairy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can do that. Yeah, Santa as well. Legend has it that the human white lady either killed herself in grief or died alone and heartbroken. The lady's shape in the tree resembles a woman with a skull-like face wearing a dress and stretching her arms over her head. Some say it appears as if she's holding a baby. The tree broke naturally in a storm, said Moreau County Parks Department Director Larry Staub, quelling rumors of a prankster carving the apparition into the bark. Like anybody would have time for that. Carving an apparition into the bark. Apparently. I can assure you that it's natural, he said, adding that the tree, though damaged, isn't in danger of falling over right now. I'm sure this is going to rekindle the interest in this and bring a whole new generation of specter seekers. Bubbling up the ghost or alternative news post, you can visit our Facebook site for all of our stories. On the ghosts and haunted sections of the show, I shall give you two points. You are now up to a heady Four, after your success in the first round. Psychic claims the Bible has a secret hidden code that predicts Spain will be destroyed by a killer mega tsunami. According to a psychic who goes by the name T. Chase, Cumbre Vella on La Palma, not far from the tourist hotspot of Tenerife, will be hit first. That's the good news Bible then. (laughs) 
<laughs> it is claimed that devastation will be triggered when a volcano on the Canary Islands erupts, sparking huge tidal waves. North Africa would then be hit next, it is claimed. The passages which it is claimed point to the disaster read, everyone will flee. It also reads that their hearts will burn and survivors will cry in their desolate houses. That's just a trip to Taco Bell. <laughs> they have those there? Well, apparently. <laughs> Taco Make Bell. a run for the border. Taco Bella. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists have come up with a theory based on a computer program, which takes extracts of the Bible and rearranges the words. That's convenient. Because the Bible hasn't got that many words in it that you could rearrange to make anything you wanted. That's right. The seventh by God rested on the all work day seventh doing. Say people should rob and commit adultery, not abhor idols in temples do you rob. What was that? The huh? internet sleuths have bizarrely placed their faith in the program as a way of predicting future events. Words such as the high mountain, wave, tidal, death and canary... Do you ever remember reading the word canary in the Bible? I do not, no. and I have read it. There? You're, oh, one, of, you're, you're one of the few people that have. <laughs> are among those words which feature, leading them to the far-fetched theory someone should warn Tweety Pie, I would suggest. Mm. T. Chase claims it is believed that a volcanic eruption could make this volcano wall rapidly slide into the ocean, producing a 300-foot high tidal wave wave goodbye or wave of joy you need to go to our facebook site to oh. see the full story of destruction off the spanish coast has told in biblical verse <laughs> but via a computer program that jumbles up all the words michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings a psychic has gone to war with her neighbors over plan to convert her garage into a space for Romany Gypsy Readings. Angela Chriswick applied for permission from the council to renovate her home in Morriston, Swansea, into a space for psychic meetings. But 30 furious neighbors have blocked the move amid fears of increased parking and late-night hours of operation. So it wasn't against actually being the psychic business. It was more of the whole parking problem. Yeah. How and many people rowdy. are going to visit? How many people will visit? Dozens, apparently. Dozens. Isn't this what you wanted to do, Mr. Lee? Well, I can only do one reading at a time unless I embrace the idea <laughs> of the gallery. I gave up gallery readings. I couldn't bear it. There'd be a room full of people looking at me, and I'd say, I'm getting a guy come through. I think he's your uncle. His name's Terry. He used to fly a Mustang during the Second World War, and he lost oh, his left leg. You and only he, drive those. And he used, to, he used to have a truck that was blue with a gun rack on it, and then he had a, a donkey that only had one eye, and no one would say anything. They'd all sit there, and I'd look like an idiot. Oh, and I'd oh. keep persisting. I'd get nothing back, and everyone would walk away, thinking I had no psychic skills, and I was a brick. But at the end, as everyone's walking out, a lady would come up <laughs> yes. to me and say, I had an Uncle Terry. He flew Mustangs during the Second World War. He had a one-eyed donkey. One-eyed donkey. <laughs> but it was his right leg he was missing, not his left. <sighs> I gave up. It's I just an gave outrage. up. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> Angela and her two sisters want to convert the single-story garage into a place for tarot and old Romany gypsy picture cards, plus natural magic. Fourteen letters of objection have been written, with 30 signatures on a petition 
to block the renovation. Furious Angela said, There's no noise, there's no music, no TV, radio, nothing. It's just me having a one-to-one conversation with a personal client. And my 23 cats. Yes. Oh. <laughs> there's no shop front, simply an entryway for clients. Angie and her sisters Donna and Allison are known as the Witches of Chriswick. The 45-year-old claims psychic readings provide in-depth information regarding past, present, and future situations. Her website states, If you are looking for love, a new career, a new home, improvements in your financial situation, or simply to know that there is a light at the end of your tunnel, then we can help. Planning permission, (laughs) future projects with the neighbours, converting your garage, come to us, we know, we see everything. Mm -hmm. I shall give you fabulous, fabulous points for that. You are now on three. Thus comes to the end of the first round that was Ghosts and Hauntings. I am nudging into the lead with a particularly resplendent five. Miss Morris isn't far behind with a four. It's an outrage. Yes, you're on four. That's not a bad score. (laughs) Michelle's on three. You're one better than Michelle. All to play for as we go into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men. It's hairy beasties. If you see a picture of this woman, you'll understand that phrase. A naked woman (laughs) with webbed toes was found sopping wet near a lake claiming to be a mermaid called Joanna. I didn't think that picture was going to get published. That is... A very common name for a mermaid is Joanna. Really? Yeah, it's a very Can we common... call her Joe for short? No, she prefers Joanna. Okay. She told police who found her wandering near a casino in France, California at 3 a.m. on Tuesday morning that she'd been in the water and needed their help. Police have issued a photograph of the woman in a bid to trace her true identity. A spokesman for the Freno Police Department said she doesn't seem to know who she is and are calling her a Jane Doe, in posters asking for help to identify her. Lieutenant Mark Hudson said she was wet. She said she'd been in the lake, said she needed help, and needed to be taken to hospital. A lake mermaid. Who knew? Freshwater. Freshwater mermaids. Oh, bracken. Mm-hmm. Brackish water mermaids. Yeah. Doesn't sound as nice, does it, really? Not really. <laughs> Do you think they're jealous? Of the Atlantic and sea mermaids. Yeah, there's more room. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, you could frolic. You know, lure with... sailors to their deaths. Yeah, there's beluga whales and octopuses and all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah, and the things. brackish water, all they get is a she gets guy a, in a boat with a, beer and yeah. a walleye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she can command walleye That's and right. bullheads. Nice. She has all the skills. Who could possibly want more? Police say that she was mostly naked when she was found. Mostly naked. Yes, from the bo- bottom up. I porky no, pig in it? She was porky pig in it. <laughs> <laughs> almost naked or mostly naked is like saying almost pregnant. Yes. Like found missing. There's an oxymoron <laughs> taking place, isn't there? Gosh. Her hair was wet because she'd been in the water and claimed to be a mermaid called Joanna. Police say that since then, Joanna has consistently answered, I don't know, to most questions. They think she's from California. Lieutenant Hudson added, we did go through the records after fingerprinting her, and we still do not know, and we still have not come up with her identity. Fish fingers. 
They should take a, oh, a picture no, of her flippers. <laughs> the woman is described as being five foot, four inches tall, with brown eyes and brown hair, weighing in at around 150 pounds, and as having webbed feet. Don't we all have webbed feet and webbed fingers? If you stretch out your fingers, there is webbing in there, isn't there? But What's some that more called? than others. That is true. It is dependent. I dated a girl who turned out to have a towel once. That was a shock. We all have webbed feet. There must be a name for that bit of skin between your fingers, surely. The one if you cut with like a bit of paper and had a paper cut would just be the worst. Why do you have to bring that up? I do that at work. Thing ever. Local resident Karen Renwick said there are some strange things that happen up here. We're in the mountains. Not just a lake mermaid, but a mountain. Mountain mermaid. Mermaid. A rare slippery beast in Indeed. Fishy towels and off the rails or fishy scales and fairy towels. Oh, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions <laughs> than answers. I'm going to give myself a walleye-related seven points. Oh, Jeez. nice. Miss Morris, it's green men and hairy beasties. Well, could Bigfoot be hiding in Girard, Ohio? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Well, according to WKBN, a man from Youngstown seems to think so after he believes he spotted Bigfoot on his way home. This Ohio sighting of Bigfoot was actually so convincing that a group of Bigfoot hunters in California decided to drive all the way to the state of Ohio to do a little investigating. A group of Bigfoot hunters called Searching for Bigfoot, I would personally... Name our group searching for Squatch. Yes, but uh, you know, I'll I'll go with searching for SFS. I can see the logo now as his hair is billowing in the wind. Tips: searching for Squatch. (laughs) I like it a lot. Let's do the T-shirt. Yep, I'm happy to embrace. We'll put it on Patreon. People can buy it. It'll be great. (gasps) We'll do a George Locus and have some action figures out by the end of the week. Awesome. Yes. Well, they made the trip all the way from California to Ohio to see if they could find the creature they now believe is hiding in Girard. The journey is actually part of a $1 million bounty competition to find Bigfoot. I didn't know about it, but I think we should jump on it. I know many people throughout Minnesota that said they have seen Bigfoots. Oh, big I think there's some actual human people that should watch out if there's a million dollar bounty <laughs> yes <laughs> they're the hairy ones smoking weed in trailers in the middle of the woods that happened to be in nam in 1972 <laughs> the bigfoot hunters made the decision to go to ohio after getting a look at a picture taken by xavier king the Youngstown man who believes he may have seen Bigfoot twice during his drive home the second time xavier decided to pull over get out of his vehicle, and snap a picture of the alleged Bigfoot. I had seen something. Oh, here we go. I don't know what it's always, it was. always at the end, isn't it? It always happens at the end. I had seen something. Mary, That's all Jesus I know. and Joseph. And I got out and I took a picture. Are we Are we going to go for what is What country was so, this? America. Oh, it was America, yeah. wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> King wasn't exactly sure what it was that he had witnessed. but after No, I'm not quite sure what I've witnessed. I'm <laughs> but, perplexed. But after spotting the alleged Bigfoot in Ohio a second time, he decided to get out and snap a quick picture of it. Because he didn't bother first time round. He's That's like, right. oh, there's a Bigfoot, but, you know, the liquor store is going to be closed shortly. Yeah. I better get a wiggle on. That's He'll be back right. when I come you know, back. 
Yeah, that's right. King took the picture to his friend Angela Britt. Angela happened to be a firm believer in the existence of Bigfoot, so she decided to go online and use the photo to contact the group called Searching for Bigfoot, or they could have contacted us, Searching for Squatch, right? Searching for Squatch. The million-dollar bounty actually started on April 2nd and will continue to be offered through Christmas of this year. So we got time, guys. Sure it wasn't have time. April the 1st. No, it was definitely the 2nd, was it? was it? definitely the 2nd. Just checking. Okay. Because King's picture of the Bigfoot in Ohio is part of the challenge, the Searching for Bigfoot group would not share the picture with media outlets. Oh, that's convenient, isn't it? The group of Bigfoot hunters, however, did claim the picture could be of a Bigfoot. Should the group come in contact with a Bigfoot, they have the intention of just tranquilizing it or giving it a beer, whatever. There you go. Smoke this. So we're jumping up in front of him, hopefully. (sighs) With the team ready, we'll get to capture one of these creatures. And then, Creatures. We'll, and, and then we're going to bring it on back. We all. And we're going to prove to the whole world that they finally exist. Fantastic. It's almost like he's in the room with us. I can I know, smell that, him. I, I can almost smell him. He's sticking to the roof of my mouth like a really rich cheesecake. Nice. I believe Sasquatch exists. Did you know that we did not find the mountain gorillas in Rwanda until about the 1970s? Really? It's huge mammals. And we never found them. There's so many places that haven't been explored in this country alone that I would believe that that exists. Oh, I agree. I believe everything now until it's proven otherwise. Me too. I've seen so much in my life that can't be explained. That's where I'm coming from. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? A bizarre object dubbed the Roswell Rock has continued to spark conspiracy theories 13 years on from its discovery. The stone, found in the New Mexican desert in 2004, displays a bizarre pattern and allegedly otherworldly magnetic properties. It was unearthed near the site of the alleged Roswell UFO crash site in the same state. Discussion of the extraterrestrial pebble has bubbled up again after Tyler Glockner, founder of the website, Secure Team 10. Must be true. Must be true. 100% legit made a video discussing where it came from. The alien hunter said it was discovered back in 2004, sticking out of the dirt in Roswell, New Mexico, in a basically barren, empty area of desert. Hang on a second. Mm -hmm. Barren, barren area of desert. Yes. Isn't all desert barren, barren? Arizona is Zona Arida, which is barren desert, isn't it? Can you have a specific piece of desert that's barren and bare? I thought all desert was bare and barren. Again, oxymorons tonight. Numerology and oxymorons, we'll call this show. Yes, morons everywhere. Fantastic. (laughs) Did you know that moron in Gaelic is a word for carrot? That's the only Gaelic word I know. Carrot. Yes, carrots everywhere. Fantastic. More carrots than (laughs) you could make a casserole on. (laughs) The rock was very smooth, rounded, and it contained these mysterious symbols that look to show almost what it is like a lunar cycle of the moon. It's been theorized that this rock may have been part of the wreckage from the Roswell crash, or that this rock, which is said to hold some very mysterious powers, was actually left behind by a previous alien visitation, and that the Roswell crash was what occurred when these aliens had come back to Earth to retrieve their rock. 
I shall give you points. I shall give you two points. You're now up to minus one. Real Roswell rock or complete croc. Go and decide for yourself. <laughs> Adrian On Edward. our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We sprint quickly into the final round. We'll try and get through as much as possible for you in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre. The stories from around the world that are too good not to read out but don't fit easily into any other category. Horrified church leaders axe plans to charge people $1,000 to be crucified to raise funds oh. for an Easter play. Organisers of Manchester Passion 2017 aim to raise cash for Easter performance by hoisting public onto a cross in an almost authentic crucifixion. I'd do it here and now in the studio for 800 in fact, I'll do it for $500. I've got a nail gun. We'll find a tree. No, no. Great. A plan to charge people $1,000 to be crucified in a cathedral garden has been axed by horrified church leaders. Organisers offered to hoist punters onto a cross for an almost authentic experience to raise cash for a play about Christ's final days. But Manchester Cathedral's Reverend Canon Falex Scher, who is chairman of the Plays Organising Committee, branded the idea unchristian disgraceful and blasphemy the bizarre offer which also included front row seats to saturday's passion play was later withdrawn organizers originally hoped the plans would raise an additional twelve thousand dollars to bring funds to the easter celebration creative director jeff millard who claimed the crucifixions would feel very real and be an experience you are never likely to forget Michelle, remember that time when you got crucified? Yes. Best Friday night ever, right? Oh. Then you tried drinking water with your hands and we all laughed. That was hilarious. Yeah. Wow. Have you still got the shroud, by the way? I do. Fantastic. However, he's it caught stressed. on fire a little bit, but it's oh, I'm okay. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Are the stains still on it? Yes. We'll try and fob that off and make some money. However, he's stressed, of course, there will be no nails or any pain inflicted whatsoever. The thing about crucifixion is your body weight pulls you down and you suffocate because your lungs can't inflate. So the nows are the least of your worries at that point, right? Yeah, it's trying to push yourself up to breathe. That's exactly it? right. And they'd finish you off quickly by breaking your legs with a hammer. I'm still willing to do that for $500, believe it or not. Can I use the hammer? I'll give you the hammer. Okay. Hammer time. <sighs> People got carried away, he said. Who knew? <laughs> But Alex Stewart Clark, who helps promote biblical dramas, insisted you can either play it safe and be a square and not raise any money at all, or you can do something imaginative. They're having a murder your firstborn child drive <laughs> next week. Sometimes crazy ideas work. Sometimes they don't. Can I have my baby back? You can be prudish or you can embrace it. The clergy didn't like it. Across the bear or full of hot air. Visit our Facebook site. Read the whole story. See the pictures for yourself. Heather, what have you got for me tonight? Quickly in the round of S&B. Don't be fooled by this cat's cute exterior. He has a secret life of crime Ooh. as a serial underwear thief. Cat burglar. Nice. Mm, yes. Nick a thief. Four-year-old Reginald or Reggie. I yeah, love the Reggie. I want a cat named Reginald. Reginald, <laughs> your dinner's ready. I'll be playing in the East Wing tonight. Each stands charged with swiping more than 20 items over several months. He swipes boxers, socks, a bra, tights, and even a baby grow. Bam. I don't know what that is. Is that some sort of fertilizer? It's like a onesie. Yeah, it's oh, a onesie, okay. yeah. 
All right. Have all been snatched from washing lines by the Norwegian <sighs> forest cat. Oh. Now his owner is having to warn neighbors in <laughs> Folkestone, Kent, of Reginald's cat burglary tendencies. Why did they say Norwegian forest when Norwegian wood was there for them? They could have instantly gone to that Beatles reference, I, couldn't they? I don't know. I don't know. Lisa Brickle said, Last summer, he started bringing in washing from people's houses. That's Chinese, surely. But he stopped once. Is that an English it accent? It turned much colder. Hey, it turned at the end. It turned. It started out in the south of England and suddenly went a bit oh peaking. Oh, goodness gracious. Now it's that time of year again. <laughs> He's a big ch- Michelle's breathe, woman. Breathe. He's at it again. If you snort, people can have a drink. I know, I can't. It's I not can't there, is it? You just can't. <laughs> After a day of thieving, the brazen <laughs> day of thieving. <laughs> Let's go out thieving for the evening. Let's go up the West End. We'll do some thieving, won't it? I've got a blade. I'm going to cut you now. We'll do some thieving. Want to get me some knickers? It's an outrage. <laughs> he displays his swag by the cat flap for Ooh. his owners to see. <laughs> I'm going to display my swag by the cat flap. And sometimes Reginald will bring in a stranger's pair of boxers to his family. Oh, oh Maureen, he's brought in Lisa's knickers embar- yes, again. Again. She is now urging any neighbors who suspect their pants have been swiped to contact her. And who she said you can't said, train cats? Right. She said, he takes a soft toys. This is the south of London. And the clean washing out from the house. We have... Find it hanging in trees. We've gone. We've gone four continents there in one sentence. In the garden. The garden. And he's constantly looking for a reward because he's just trying to bring a tree. Russian. Oh. Bit of Russian in there, which was nice. nice. He's been so good. 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 Oh, 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 oh. Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie. Reggie. Reggie to his mate. Reggie, your tea is ready. Oh, my. And Maury prepared for him in the East Wing tonight. He loves his tuna. We are now in the round we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have found us in our archive. So many thanks for being tech savvy and tracking us down. While you're listening, why not give us a little tick there or press the orange Love hard if you're on SoundCloud or write us a nice review. Why not share what you're doing at the moment on Facebook and social media and put the word out there that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. If you have a delicate disposition or your mother's easily offended, she needs to be shuffled out of the room. I have a story to start us off that says our men's penises getting bigger. I hope so. I certainly feel it's a little bigger than when we started this (laughs) evening. I'm just saying, it's oh. just... You stay over there. It's sitting yeah. it's sitting quite heavy, you know, but it, there is room for manoeuvre is what I'm saying. The average schlong size will shock you. <laughs> I like the schlong. Schlong. Most men stress about penis size at some point, but if you're worried you're lacking downstairs, you might not want to read on. Penises come in all shapes and sizes. This isn't me saying this, by the way. Oh, it's not? just want to back that up. Okay. There really isn't any such thing as normal, as everybody is different. The Eiffel Tower, Last Turkey in the Butchers at Christmas, just some of the selections you can have. <laughs> However, up until now, the average erect penis has measured around 5.2 inches in length. And what? foy, foy, 
Yeah, you've been spoiled, Michelle, if that's what you're getting. What? And 4.6 inches in circumference. There. But the millennial... I've got two ladies sat around the table now trying to imagine such wonders. Circumference? Yes, indeed. But the millennial sex survey of 2017 conducted by Condom Brown Skin has revealed something alarming. Yes, I know you've got a can of Coke in your hand there, Michelle. (laughs) Has revealed something alarming. Men's penises seem to be getting bigger. Is it written by a man? Yeah. Doesn't say, but uh, we shall see. This person obviously has experience of such things. No egos are getting better and bigger. That's what's happening. Uh. This is what happens when you put growth hormone in cattle, by the way. Maybe it's evolution or maybe they're just exaggerating. But the average millennial's wang is between six to seven inches when fully aroused. You scratch it, you're closest. Wow. The results were based on an online survey. So that must be true. Mm. There we are. 3,037 18 to 38-year-olds who have been sexually active in the last three months, but probably mostly on their own. Unfortunately for most men, women do prefer a bigger penis. According to research by the University of California, Los Angeles and the University of New Mexico. Who knew? Who knew? (laughs) Shocking. The study revealed that women prefer a penis that is 6.3 inches long. Really? Just 6.4. 0.8 inch girth for long term relationships. (laughs) You don't want it every day, do you? You don't want it rammed down your throat. You just want it... No, it's there. Do you know what I'm saying? When it comes to one-night stands, though, she wants a whopping 6.4 inches. Oh, see? Nailed it. That's only one... That's 0.1 inch longer. Does that make a difference? You want one point inch longer. So I have to measure before I decide it's a one-night stand or a long-term relationship. (laughs) You need one of them measuring devices. Do you know you you buy rings and they're all different sizes? You need a board with a router's drilled holes in. And uh, if you get Bring that pasta thing. Oh, yes, you're measuring pasta. It turns out you've got tagular telly. I'm sorry, you're not for me. Oh. Angel hair. Rigatoni. Rigatoni, sir. No, if you had rigatoni, you'd, you'd be on. You'd no. be on your first date, wouldn't no. you? Cannelloni, come with me. Enchilada. Wow. Burrito, madam. Just change. Yeah. Continents there. Very quickly. You did. That's all right. The enlightening study also revealed that millennials are having more orgasms, with forty-eight percent of males and forty-four percent of females having two or more orgasms. During a sex session, if only forty-eight percent of men are having orgasms during sex, how do? They, why do they know when they're done? How is that going to happen? Is that dictated by like heat exhaustion? You know, I got done when the IV infusion was put in me, or you passed out, or you know, just collapsed at that point. <laughs> I want to know what's the if fifty-two percent aren't getting past the winning post. How do, how do you dictate when you're done? I, hang on, I just need a cup of tea. Oh, I don't know. And the lady we... leaves. <laughs> you're done when your hour's up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Nice. Let's bring some order to the show and a bit of decorum, shall we? Why? <laughs> your hour's up. You're going to have to finish that off on your own. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's an outrage. <laughs> 
That's terrible. There's some very strange and bizarre surveys. They could be curing cancer, couldn't they? Is what I'm saying. I know. They're plowing their efforts and their money into... Just to know that there's 1.1 difference between whether you want a long-term relationship or just a one-night stand. That is literally a fraction of an inch. It is. It is. Okay. (laughs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? I'm going to reveal the most X-rated restaurants in the world. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nakedness, sex dolls, and mermaids. It's just some of the things you can expect from those X-rated restaurants. I know where we can get a mermaid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lake mountain in California, (laughs) Fresno. So dining entrepreneurs have decided to combine everyone's two favorite hobbies, food and sex. Here, Daily Star Online takes a look at some of the raunchiest eateries. First, we have the Geisha House Steak and Sushi in Las Vegas. Sushi is best eaten off a naked woman's body. That's raw fish, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I no. share that with you. <laughs> That's the mantra of Geisha House in Las Vegas, Nevada. Noya Taimori, body sushi to you and me, is Japanese for the practice of serving sashimi or sushi from the naked body of a woman. No. I know where the soya sauce is going. <laughs> it's <sighs> a big hit in its native country, but still growing in the West. You could put it in her belly button. Oh, God. If it was and in her belly button, you'd take your sushi. Yeah, dip it, yeah, dip know, it in. With, no. When I'm eating my chips in bed with fish and chips, I put salt in my belly button. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a big hit in its native country, but is still growing in the West, and Geisha House is one restaurant pushing the movement oh no Ooh, that not, sounds gross yeah no. i don't need to push my movements no. they just slip Mm-mm. out there are strict rules however the models are generally expected not to talk to guests and guests are only allowed to pick up sushi with their chopsticks so you can poke them with your chopstick huh mm-hmm. good nice if you're desperate to try this saucy way to eat sushi you don't even have to travel to the u.s the bunyadi in london there's a simple dress code at the Bunyadi. 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 Yep. Birthday suits only. Now. Oh, good. Do you jump on the bus, go on the train? <laughs> do you turn up stark naked? Or do you get there and then take your clothes off? This is the big question of the day. Hmm. How do you hmm. arrive? I think there's a changing room. I'm pleased to hear mm-hmm. that. Or you show up in your bathrobe. Off. <laughs> if you walk the streets of London in your bathrobe... <laughs> It'll look like you're heading to Walmart. (laughs) Except that we don't have Walmart in Britain. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of customers eat delicious food wearing absolutely nothing in Elephant and Castle's pop-up restaurant. That's already unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yes, isn't it? Could you sit there and tuck in an egg and chips and sausage? A meat pie? Nice. (laughs) Well, I'm sat there. All six and one quarter inches. With me snapping turtle just poking his head out from under the shell. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. It'd be terrible, wouldn't Mm-mm. it? To avoid any unwanted attention, bamboo screens partially separate the tables. So you can't spy on other people mm-hmm. easily. And it's not just diners who flash the flesh. Restaurant staff are also completely nude in an attempt to make customers feel more comfortable. I'm sure. I bet you're careful when you're carrying two hot bowls of soup, though. <laughs> So next time you're racking your brain for where to take your sexy date, you know where to go. And lastly, we have funny sex in Taiwan. 
everything in Taiwan's funny sex restaurant is centered around, you guessed it, sex. Nice.、Mm -hmm. Customers are never bored waiting for their food as inflatable sex dolls are placed at their tables to be played with. You wouldn't、oh. want to be the third one that day, though, no, would you? That's、uh -uh. what I'm saying.、When、You'd want to get in early. Book early. <laughs> I'd have、yeah. a table for six at、yeah. six o'clock. Nothing after six o'clock. No. You don't want to be there at 11, do you?、Mm, not in the、really. evening, no.、Mm, no. When the grub finally does arrive, it's almost always shaped in the form of penises, boobs, and anything else you can imagine. I can imagine quite a lot. <laughs> I know. The restaurant's decor is also filled to the brim with sex toys and trinkets for visitors to enjoy. Do you think they have a senior's menu? <laughs> slice, senior slice, wiener. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty afternoon. Seniors, you just get a smaller portion right? and lots of prunes. Yeah. Oh, nice.、Ooh. Even when you pop out of the restaurant for a loo break, you've hit boob-shaped soap dispensers. So if you pop out,、mm -hmm. that you can't pop out really, can you? You've got no. If you're wearing、Boing. nothing, there's nothing to pop out. But I'm wondering if you go outside to have a cigarette, you're standing out on the sidewalk. Stuck naked. Yes, there'd be people looking through the windows, wouldn't there?、Mm -hmm. Do you know when you're、so. the only person in a restaurant, they put you in the window, don't they? <laughs> Now you're pressing your breasts against the glass, aren't you? Yeah, they are perfect. <laughs> nice. And lastly, we have the Rec Bar in Florida. Ever wanted to eat delicious food while watching half-naked babes dressed as mermaids swim around in front of you? Not really. The answer to that is probably no. Not if they look like the mermaid they found in California. I wouldn't want to eat anything. The Rec Bar in Florida is a maritime-themed diner with a twist. Each table offers a porthole with a view into a giant swimming pool where sexy babes swim around while wearing mermaid-like tails. That's bizarre.、Mm -hmm. The result is some sort of Little Mermaid-style strip show. Without the stripping, Little Mermaid strip show. Good. The the the, the reel that Disney couldn't show, the film、yes. Disney couldn't put out.、Mm -hmm. A whole new world. Yes. Under the sea. Shut up and keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> that got edited out. That's、oh. in the director's cut.、Oh. Gotcha. Miss Morris, as always, you have the last story in the round of not for your mother. Well, I have a shocked daughter who spots an X-rated pattern in her mum's new cushions, and once you see it, you can't unsee, unsee it. it. Oh, a lot of things in life are like that. Aren't But I、they? think I kind of need a set of these. I really do. <laughs> I'm gonna let you see them. But give me just a second. Is it like that magic eye in the 1990s when、not、you stare、really. at it and it suddenly comes no, out? No, no, this. Comes right at you. Does it? Yeah, it straight does. between the eyes. At first glance, these throw cushions look like a delightfully floral treat you would find in any older lady's home, but once you know there is an X-rated pattern, and have a good squint to try to find it, <laughs> you might be shocked by what you see. The photograph was shared on Reddit by a woman with the caption, "My mother." Bought these throw pillows. Surely they're just tossing them around. Oh,、mm -hmm. I see what you did there. You'd think her mom bought them accidentally at a car boot sale, but she later revealed it might not have been an accident. Can you see what's so rude about them? It might take you a few seconds, and if it doesn't, 
you've probably got a dirty mind. Michelle would be right there on the money. Now, mm-hmm. I have brought you the picture, and I will finish the stories. But I'm going to let you see the picture first. This oh, is good. really useful for our listeners, isn't I it? Know, I will describe you, as best you I can. can. To our listeners. I enjoy this photograph. Michelle will probably enjoy this photograph. Who would like to see it first? Is it tessellated? Please, may I? <laughs> Michelle's leapfrog the table. There, I'll get a good Whoa! look. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Do you want a set of those pillows? Oh, my oh! God. He's Jewish. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, my goodness gracious. Let's have a look. Come on in. Let's have a look at you. Oh, dear me. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's really not hiding anywhere, is it? <laughs> no, it puts they did me, that on it purpose. It puts me in mind of those Greek statues you can get if you're on the islands of Corfu, and uh, the, the flower kind of looks like a peony. Yes, oh, there's more of them. They're yes, everywhere. they're everywhere. They're, they are everywhere. <laughs> they are. I thought there was just one in the middle. No, no. <laughs> greeting me in an apoplectic, joyous yawn of love. But no, Michelle and I saw them all. They're yeah. all there. There's at least ten on that. Oh, at least cushion. <laughs> I wow. Love it. They're in all different states. We need states. those for the studio. Uh-huh. Some are um, in a colder climate. Others. Some are more active than yes. others. Some, yes. are, some aren't dormant anymore. No. Some are really, you know. Some are sleeping. They are. Yes. Yes. Some are not. Some, some are, are straining not. up for the sunlight of the yes. first early morning spring summer sun. Some are looking around corners. Yes. Yeah, that they need a doctor, that one. That's going <laughs> to. Wow. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely a garden of shame, isn't it, at that point? <laughs> Design that. I don't That's know, but amazing. it's amazing. Fabulous. Well, Michelle's put it in her purse. What are you doing? <laughs> She's taking it home with her. I know I am. Put well, it down, will you? No. So, yes, the middle of the flowers are actually rather delicate drawings. Drawings. Of penises. I can see that. Yes, they are. They're We've, very, very anatomical, aren't they? they yeah, they are They've very... really got a knife for detail. There's yeah. veins in that one. Yes, it looks like a roadmap of Birmingham. <laughs> oh! When people started calling the story suspicious, she confirmed that she never said it was an accidental purchase. They are for sale on a site. Here you go, Michelle. You got your pen in hand? She yep. doesn't need to. She's got a picture. <laughs> At lookhuman.com with the description, floral penis pattern, blue throw pillow. So the, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the advertising is quite transparent. William Morris must be turning around in his grave, poor oh, man. Those are great pillows, I'm telling you. She also admitted her husband had a funny reaction when he spotted them. Another Reddit user commented, I showed this to my husband and watching his brain process was just a treat. Kind of like watching your no, brain. I saw the first one. And stopped. I just yeah. didn't realise there was an abundance. I didn't realise there was a collective noun oh, to be yes. had. Oh, there's a I lot I bet there. an interior designer called Rupert designed those. <laughs> well, I think there's a masculine touch to that, is what I'm saying. Well, so they showed this to one gentleman, and she said his first look was, okay, so they're flowers. Are they flowers? They're budding. Oh, that's a penis! <laughs> Wait no, no. a minute! <laughs> Hold on a tick! <laughs> it's an outrage! It's, it's an outrage! <laughs> the woman who posted the photo replied, I did the same thing with mine. I just pointed at 
the couch, grinning like an idiot. It took him a while to understand. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can replicate this at home. If you have a plain cushion and you have a printing ink pad, you can actually reproduce the tessellation of this particular pattern in many wondrous ways. All you need is a little ink pad. You can buy them from Michael's Hobby Lobby. You can uh, also get a mushroom stamp. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they are. Take that off your forehead. A morel mushroom. Morel. <laughs> I was thinking it was more of a flyer Garrick myself. <laughs> Portabella. <laughs> Let me print my button mushroom on your forehead. <laughs> That's for the one-night stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I used to be such a fun guy. Yeah. Fun oh, guy. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> All good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter. With the dead battery is Michelle, unfortunately, who clawed her way back <sighs> into positive numbers but only managed a nice round Number two. <laughs> God. throwing it at you. But in first place, sharing the $33,000 IR camera, Miss Morris scored six, and I also crept in at the last minute with a nice round six. Ooh. But do not fear, listener. I will wrestle her to the ground, give her a wet willy, and steal it for the week. We are back <laughs> with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. You can also follow my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we have archives where we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show for you now. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQ, TA Radio, you will find everything on there for you. And of course, we have a site for donations. If you go to patreon.com and search for MQTA Radio, more questions than answers, you will find our site on there and you can give generously and we would be very happy. You can also drink Ellefson coffee. It is the best coffee anywhere in Jackson and the Southwest. And across the world, they have a Facebook site, Ellefson Coffee company my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris tom drainer michelle corrie and all at the international paranormal society at inparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and move on of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night <laughs>